Hello and welcome back to Tells. My name is Busi and this podcast is on poker and love. And love. And love. I'm joined by my very handsome co-host, Andrew Nimi. Thanks, love. Hello, Andrew Nimi. You look very handsome today too. <laughs> Thank you. It's still so weird. I've used that joke before. You have. You are like a dad. You look pretty. How about that? Thank you. You look scrumptious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm like a dad recycling my material. Yeah. Full of dad jokes. I'm just getting prepared. Should we give them the news? (laughs) What news? We're not pregnant. (laughs) But maybe one day we will be. You never know. Tune in next week to find out. Okay, this is not where I <laughs> thought this conversation would <laughs> begin, but um, that's that's okay. You never know. You do. You That's the truth. You're all you flustered now, aren't you? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening in your life, Miss um, Boosie? I am healthy. Okay. And fed. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for that. Good. But I do feel a little cabin fever oh you know i feel you on that one i think it's like uh not to put words or feelings into your mouth or brain or body but uh my cabin fever i think might stem a little bit from the fact that like the vaccine is here it's it exists it's been invented it's starting to roll out but it's really slowly so it's like come on we have the uh the answer get it in my veins (laughs) And let me out of here. Not that I like hate being here with you or anything, but <laughs> you know, I have things I would like to uh, to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it's not even that. I know it's not because I'm not rushing to get the vaccine <laughs> for any particular reason because I don't think that is the solution for all the things anyway, right? Okay. So hopefully, what is your uh, cabin fever stemming from? Do you think just a lot of the same? I think. Yeah. Very routine mm-hmm. life. Yep. Just work. Nothing on weekends, really. You got some flowers this week. I did get some flowers. Surprise flowers. That Lucky was really you. sweet of you. Andrew bought me flowers. Um, and I had sent flowers on the same day. To a friend. To a friend. And when the flower box arrived... I was like, what is this doing here? It's supposed to be in California. Yep. But then when I was coming up the elevator, I told you, I was like, well, maybe I deserve flowers too. And sure enough, they were flowers for me. For you. Yeah. Why did you buy me flowers? Because, um, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Why do you sound so like surprised that you got flowers from me? Because. It's kind of a bad thing if uh, it's such a surprise that i got you flowers it seems like it probably doesn't happen often enough if that's your reaction yeah i was very surprised i was like what did you do but uh you're just well i mean i guess like the the impetus was for you driving my uh blind self to the eye doctor a couple times and hanging out there and jump starting your battery after it died <laughs> uh, by the time i got back in the car before so i didn't have to deal with that um but yeah post eye surgery and then you're just kind of like no matter what it is you're just always you're always there always got my back so you deserve some flowers for that (laughs) (laughs) you deserve flowers at any point 
okay. in reality. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you don't usually buy me flowers. Birthdays, maybe. But it's not like a just because. But mm-hmm. if you continue to do that, it is appreciated. You do like your flowers. I do like flowers. Mm-hmm. Should we plug books? Mm, sure. So I use this flower service called Books, and it's a startup. The flowers come from very far, which I ha- kind of don't know how to feel about that. Why? Flowers coming on an airplane when oh. there's soil in America. When someone could easily just like go dig up a cactus and <laughs> give it to you. <laughs> but uh, the flowers are so much better than anything I've ever ordered from these 1-800-Flowers or whatever flowers direct whatever these what are they called like legacy flower shops sure this uh podcast is not sponsored by books books if you'd like to sponsor this podcast on poker and love if anybody happens to work for books out there (laughs) drop us an email hello at tellspodcast.com they were on i'm a fan i believe they were on shark tank oh you did tell me that my favorite show in the world it is your favorite show i believe the flowers are growing on the side of a, a volcano in Costa Guatemala, right? Sounds possible. <laughs> <laughs> How anyway. big a fan of Shark Tank are you then? Andrew? Um, I don't know. I saw this meme about how, uh, you know how people always talk about this like entrepreneur life? Yeah. And somebody was uh, ripping that sort of bro entrepreneur hustle all day type of life mm-hmm. where he wakes up and reads uh you know ryan holidays how to become a stoic hmm. and they're doing all the things but never actually any work yeah and then ends his day with watching his favorite show which is shark tank <laughs> i just laugh because you thought how, of me? no how much you love shark tank <laughs> yeah it's the best <laughs> <laughs> but yeah love me some shark tank thank you for the flowers you're welcome that was very sweet of you you're welcome you know, every time I'm like, oh, let's go somewhere, then I'm hesitant because obviously traveling is not quite as fun or as smooth at the moment. Yeah, flying and going through airports and everything probably kind of sucks right now. But I feel like if, if we just did like some minor research, we could probably find plenty of places that are like contactless, like the entire way, you know, like a nice Airbnb in uh, on the side of a volcano. <laughs> Or something <laughs> uh like what was it called linwood is that where we went where in california don't tell people okay, our secrets uh Ida wild <laughs> okay um but places like that i feel like there's got to be plenty where you don't really have to interact with too many people we can still do the social distancing thing and get out of our little cabin fever environment so you think it's time to go on a little exploration i think it is i think it's probably overdue yeah Maybe we should. We used to, I mean, at least, at least I would go to California like once a month with the meetup games, and we would go various places. Somewhere, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I want to go to Oaxaca. You know, I just, you know, how much I love Mexico. So mm-hmm. it's just like Oaxaca, Guanajuato, all these places that have just been on my list, and now the list is getting longer. So you seem like you're uh, not generally unhappy, though. Besides the cabin fever feeling, like as a result of the cabin fever stuff, like it does, I haven't picked up on general depression. So <laughs> either you're internalizing a lot of it, or <laughs> it's not affecting you too deeply. I don't think it's affecting me as deeply because 
when put in context, right? It's like such a short amount of time in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Like this lockdown thing? Yeah, just like not being able to do travel wherever you want at the drop of a hat. I guess so, but I think it's kind of a decent stretch by this time. It is, but it, I mean, in the you've lived 40 years. I've lived 35 years. It's not that big of a deal. I don't remember like the first, you know, like eight years of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just, you know, trying to just put it into context and not be a brat because they are people who don't even sure that's not even on the radar that's true you know that's true that's true but i'm also internalizing a lot mm, gotta let it out baby to who to me pilot on me i can take it <laughs> i've been working out again but yeah uh <laughs> i've been learning a lot about feelings you have lately you know, like at the beginning, I think it was end of last year or beginning of the year. No, end of last year, I was talking about feelings, mm -hmm. remember? And I was sharing with you about how our feelings are actually formed. You know, how there's like five basic emotions. Mm -hmm. But the emotion is just like universal. Everybody feels anger, sadness. Mm -hmm. But like love... If you think of love as a combination of joy and safety, you know, and that creates love, which mm. might not be as universal. But also the, f the point is that an emotion is universal, like everybody will feel these emotions, but your feelings are the thoughts you attach to these visceral sensations that happen in your body. Mm. All right. Sounds like you're getting deep in the lab. So <laughs> uh, I got a recommendation from our friend James about a book uh, with regards to trading and emotions mm -hmm. and how the idea of not taking into account your emotions is so detrimental because they are communicating to you, obviously in a nonverbal way, on what you should be paying attention to. So you miscalculate the risk that's what when you feel saying. more what when you feel the emotion so i've been reading a uh, some studies by dr lisa feldman barrett who's a neuroscience whose whole work is around emotions um and she says you know like she shows graphs of where you feel emotions in your body so okay. like anger like love is all over mm -hmm. and depression as well is like from the head all the way to the legs mm. whereas like anger is here mm. or like shame is in your stomach you know like shame and anxiety is always in the solar plexus i feel anger in my left hand especially that's the <laughs> hand that i raise with <laughs> particularly pre-flop so that's where you <laughs> i get a lot of anger in this raising a hand why do you always do that <laughs> you always try and like deflect seriousness you will always be like i feel <laughs> or just like interrupt the thought why do you do that do you think um probably because it's funny <laughs> <laughs> i could have a completely different reaction i could have rage to your interrupting me <laughs> only if i like 
permanently derailed the conversation <laughs> would you be rageful yes but the point of that <laughs> whole rant was to say that when you feel emotion in your body and you don't acknowledge that emotion so i'm feeling afraid i'm feeling agitated which sometimes i do sitting mm -hmm. in front of my computer you then misperceive the risk you know like i've always told you there's like fucker trades yeah where you're just the rational thought is turned off and mm. you're like ah fuck it and then you hit the button when you're not supposed to right um so i think maybe that's why i'm not talking about my emotions so much because i'm trying to learn how to better express them hmm. like you know what is it actually that i'm feeling because okay. a lot of the time i feel neutral this seems like it's very um advanced and unlike the the self-awareness journey as far as like humankind goes it seems like it's like like pretty far beyond 101 what do you mean emotions and feelings just think about like all the people that uh are out there that are so many steps behind this aspect of understanding themselves and just like being self-aware and like communicating how they like look at themselves and how they feel and their emotions and all that stuff hmm. you know how there's like the wealth gap mm -hmm. i think there's like the self-awareness gap oh for sure which is equally as damaging to society when those people get left behind and other people are advancing so far uh yeah but i think if you don't have no, i'm not saying it's your fault but yeah but if you don't have to use it why would you go there right like for me i lose money the more the well, less self-aware i am the more money i lose yeah but you're you know that uh i think everybody loses something when they aren't self-aware mm. and i was talking to my friend who's a um psychologist and she was saying because i asked her i said how do you talk to your pa patients about feelings and she says that a lot of the time we think our feelings you know she'll say so this happened to you how did it make you feel i think i think i got i got up and like slammed the door or something and she's like okay that was the action from the f but what was the feeling and mm -hmm. she said it's really difficult for us to identify emotion and like know what it is that we're feeling mm -hmm. so yeah that's my little journey at the moment and um, i'm trying to see how i could share that in a more like a, a way that makes it not so serious you know hmm. in a way that makes it not so serious yeah because the more serious something is labeled the harder it is nobody wants to experience pain mm -hmm. you know but if you know it's just like oh this is just what you do mm. i f i feel like a lot of if we could learn the way we watch netflix that would be the ideal no where there's like no pressure like based on like which like tv show or movie you're selecting or what no just how i mean when you watch netflix there's no quiz oh, at okay the end. there's no like you have to do this mm -hmm. but those things have the most 
influence on us because it's so subtle, right? Yeah. Like watching the news, watching shows, you're just watching passively. Mm-hmm. But it's so subtle, but the the impact on you is so high. What if there was uh what if there was like a little um like data collection thing on Netflix? Um where before you uh before or after you watch your your selection, mm-hmm. it asks you how you're feeling today. <laughs> <laughs> and then we oh, got feedback on like what people are watching based on how they're feeling. That would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. But even if you s- could say, I'm feeling, and then Netflix would spin through and find you. Based on suggestions from what other people are feeling and watching. Yeah, but also <laughs> like maybe how you want to feel. So I'm feeling oh. this, how do I want to feel? Yeah. You know, sometimes you're like, I'm heartbroken. Like I never understood people who are heartbroken and listen to sad songs. I mean, that makes you feel more sad. <laughs> Some people just want a good cry, though. <laughs> I don't need so I'm So I'm told. I, oh, <laughs> I don't need a sad song to make me cry. I'm already sad. You know, like Maybe I want something. Maybe they're just not ready to be lifted up. I guess. They want to dwell. I don't know. Yeah, but also there's a lot of like bypassing of emotions. I don't get sad, so I don't know. <laughs> there's probably something wrong with me. It's probably been a while since I've had like much of a reason to be sad no but i don't think that's how it works how life works what is there to be sad about in my life no 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 (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just saying that it doesn't mean that because the main because your feeling remember is based on your thoughts Right. Like your thoughts and your previous experience when you felt the sensation in your body. The emotion is how do you feel in your body? Where is it hot? Where is it tingling? Mm -hmm. And then your feeling is like when I was five and it was tingling here, it was because my brother broke my bike. And that's the association. So I could be sad when nothing's happening and maybe a, a, a thought was just triggered. And I then I, I get sad. I think I have some lab work to do. Just come <laughs> speak to me in five years, <laughs> which is usually about the time I catch up to the thing you were talking about today. <laughs> Three to five years. Uh, yeah, but I think you, I mean, that's a lot of tilt, no? Like in poker. What? An oh, overwhelming yeah. of emotion. Like your body, your body gets overwhelmed by emotion. So the logic is shut off. Yeah. Sure. So you have to, like, I think have you acknowledge that, but you might not know what the word is, right. you know, because in poker, it's blanket. It's like, I'm tilted. Mm-hmm. Anger. Usually, yeah. Frustration. That all goes into the tilt bucket. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, that's how I'm, that's where I am working through articulating my feelings. Nice. So just know that once I am able to articulate them fully i'll be you, hearing all about it you're gonna get an earful <laughs> <laughs> under my beanie i know why are you wearing a beanie hiding your beautiful hair well i went out for uh a coffee just before we kicked off today's episode i thought you were not supposed to drink coffee i've been off of it so why are you going back Did we, t- we didn't tell them why i haven't been drinking coffee we got a suggestion from uh, an ear specialist an audiologist audiologist that no uh, caffeine, no alcohol, 
and maybe like trying to reduce stress would help with ringing in the ears, which I have ongoing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have tinnitus, which I, I've had for a super long time. So do you have regret about not wearing your protection sure when do. you were younger? Sure do. I have regret about it. Did you do you did you forgive yourself about that decision? Uh I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Well, you should. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that like I didn't really know that it would come to this. Mm. It wasn't like out of laziness. I just didn't think that there would be this issue. There wouldn't be that. Anyway, yeah, from like playing drums and like going to a lot of concerts and stuff, rock concerts. Um I have ringing in my ears tinnitus as they call it mm -hmm. and there's no cure for it uh but yeah like ever since i'm not sure why if it's just because i've been spending more time in like quiet, quiet. <laughs> like at home but i've noticed it a lot more ever since uh all the uh, social distancing stuff has mm -hmm. been going on um and normally it doesn't like bother me much at all but like since this time it's been more annoying than ever but so i don't know if it's like getting worse which i think it might also be um or if it's just that mm. so anyway been laying off the caffeine but I, g I think like a latte every other week is probably not that big of a deal if it is then i'm just screwed <laughs> 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 it's crazy that they can't come up with some sort of uh cure for this thing because uh, there's got to be like tons and tons of people that suffer from it well remember when i went to the doctor uh last end of last year there is some movement in the whole ear game because mm -hmm. his son, I was saying, was saying, you know, sign but that's like more. Sign me up for that surgery. <laughs> you know, I like surgery. You'll <laughs> <laughs> drive me right. <laughs> so now it's your whole face, eyes, ears, <laughs> nose. You're gonna get a nose job next. Get <laughs> no. some mouth done, mouth work done. No, probably not. But I would get the ear surgery if it's <laughs> if it's possible. Um, I, I was I, like, I'm surprised there's no like. Uh, you know how there's like noise canceling headphones? I'm surprised mm -hmm. there's no like earbuds types things that like feeds you some sort of uh, uh, wavelength that cancels out the the ringing. The ringing. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just invented that right here on Tells. Maybe. Yeah, but if I mean, anyone there's wants to run with that idea, go ahead. Yeah, if you're an ear specialist. <laughs> I'll put the or word whatever. out there. Yeah. Will you tell us about uh, what's happening in the poker world? I mean, there were some legal developments. There was. What did, what were those? I just saw the headline. I was like, Andrew will fill me and mm -hmm. I did not read it. There's a Wire Act update, something that's been going back and forth ever since the dawn of time or since 1961 or so. This is about how you transfer money between, you transfer gambling money. Is this right? Yeah. Uh, across states in particular is what it's all about. Okay. So they originally made this this thing back in the early 1960s that said you can't uh, use basically like telephones was the idea to transmit sports betting information or wagers. Got it. Okay. So the various people that had interests in gaming in the gaming industry says, well, this should apply to uh, all sorts of wagering and all sorts of mediums, media, you know, uh, mainly the internet. Mm. Um, so for a long time, this was like a hiccup uh, or a roadblock in expanding online gaming throughout the U.S., which has been extremely slow. So anyway, uh, there was a ruling in a court that is one step below the Supreme Court 
ruling on the memo which the Department of Justice issued, which is basically their thoughts on this act. Yeah. As time goes on, uh, since like, again, this is from the early 1960s, so sure. there has to be like some sort of, you know, thoughts on something that so much technology has been invented since then. Uh, so the ruling in this court was that it just applies to sports betting. So therefore, if you are a poker company with operations in Pennsylvania and Nevada, for example, you don't have to worry about this law because it just applies to sports betting and you can pool your players that are in those two states. They can play against each other. Information and waiters can pass back and forth mm. between the states. It's all good. So that should mean Pennsylvania can link up with Nevada and New Jersey on WSOP, for example. Michigan just passed online gaming and is now up and running um, poker, not yet, but soon. Uh, so they should be able to join in. So you ha you couldn't play with the New Jersey pool so on WSOP right now, or you could? So they so WSOP, while all this was going on in the background, they're like, we're just going to keep the uh, the player pool as it is. We're going to risk it. We're okay. not going to. So it has been combined. Yeah. Okay. Because again, this memo has been. Uh, discussed and there's not this memo but this act has there's been various memos that have been passed down for 60 years yeah depending on like which administration is in power uh how much influence um various entities have had how much lobbying they're doing to the department of justice and all that stuff but mm -hmm. anyway the thoughts are that it probably won't go to the supreme court since now there's a, a blue administration uh, Sheldon Adelson is no longer with us. He was throwing all the money at it to, to fight it. And the Supreme Court might not even hear it in the first place. So it's looking good for online poker again in the U.S. Somewhat good. I mean, it, who knows how long it'll take still to roll out. Who knows? So they said it could be decades. They just updated the memo. So basically like the lotto company in New Hampshire sued the Department of Justice because okay. the lotto company wants to also pool states so Around that they can it. make bigger prize pools for the lottery that looks more exciting to get more people to buy it, et cetera, et cetera, lotto tickets. So the Department of Justice got sued by them. They went to court. How do you court sue rule. a Department of Justice? <laughs> well, you can sue the government, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. And then it goes to the courts. Okay. You know, that's... Thankfully, we have this uh, separation of powers, you know, so that one is never too powerful. The courts can be like, you guys are overreaching here. Sit back down, you know. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, that's a lot more than I bargained for. What? So if you started a poker company today, you could, you still have to lobby each state to get a license, right? So each state, that, you have to get licensed in each state that you want to operate in, yeah. So that's still a hindrance to having it's poker or, yeah, you having poker in all the states all at once, even though this wire act is no longer a thing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it seems like the federal government is more interested in letting each state decide whether they want to authorize that rather than be overreaching. Because there's so many, like, different situations in each state but especially when it comes to like tribes uh native american gaming so they've uh in a lot of situations 
the 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 tribes have been granted like some sense of like exclusivity uh for gaming and like especially in california mm. so that's the big reason why california has been so slow it's because there's so many tribes going on and there's different interests and so there's like uh when they made when they made a deal with tribes to to for them to be able to offer gaming um they basically said we won't uh compete with you you know they'll like set a certain number of licenses and then that's it so that if online gaming comes along tribes can say well this is competing with our our exclusive licensing deal Mm -hmm. so then they have to like battle over that and make a new deal and all sorts of stuff so if they should have made better deals in the beginning then they wouldn't be in this situation yeah uh, that's you a know? good point, but I don't know who knows what's going on with like federal at the federal level with gaming. It doesn't seem to be like towards the top of the list of things to do. Uh, yeah, it it's hard to have that be the top of the list, right? Uh, so that is your tells weekly update on online gaming and the Wire Act <laughs> of 1961. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew Nimi, for a very in-depth. Sure. And what else did you say? You said you had something to, you had gossip. Do you have gossip? I always find it interesting. Like I was, I was on Twitter the other day, <laughs> <laughs> meaning every other hour. Okay. And uh, no judgment. So the uh, the Doug versus Daniel match is going on, which is one of the most interesting things going on in poker at the moment. Um, How much longer is that going on for? I think they played like 19,000 hands. Oh, it's up to 25,000, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The the person who's losing can quit any time, but it doesn't look like... Either is quitting. Nah. Doug will never quit because he thinks he has an edge, which he probably does. And Daniel has a lot of Daniel in him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, speaking of Daniel, uh, so Daniel's like... It's been interesting because I've been... Uh, I guess a fan of Daniel, like over the years that I've been into poker and, uh, he's sort of like his personality, um, at least like the way he presents himself, uh, publicly has changed over the years. Mm. He used to be like pretty clean cut kind of a personality, um, aside from spending all his time in casinos and stuff and gambling, but, um, <laughs> um that's not clean. Spending all your time in casinos yeah, doesn't, doesn't bode well for a clean... Depends <laughs> who you ask. So, yeah, I mean, like, he never used to, like, swear, you know, in either interviews or, like, he would, you know, make his own content via blogs and video posts and stuff. So, yeah, he would just, like, his nickname was Kid Poker. He kind of had, like, this affable kid personality to him, even though he was, like, not a kid. So that's, like, done a complete 180, and now he's always, like... Angry Daniel. <laughs> Not always angry, but he seems to have like no filter anymore. Um, if he's he if he's like tilting, uh, like he often is while he's losing in this challenge, he'll you know swear up a storm. He's t- he talks about how he's left with uh, if if he misses a flush draw or something, he's left with his dick in his hand. Is the latest uh, <laughs> phrase that he's come to be known for now. Okay. <laughs> So I saw like uh, Norm, who is one of the most well-known commentators in poker, Mm. talk about how, I don't know, embarrassing this is, I guess, Mm. for poker because Daniel is the number one ambassador for poker. And I just find it interesting because I don't know if like, like what is an ambassador 
of poker. It's a very unofficial thing because there's no like one entity, no, no one major entity in poker. Like in basketball, there's the NBA. And so there might be like all these, all these teams that have different owners, but they all play in the national basketball association. And in poker, we have like GG poker. We have WSOP.com. We have poker stars. We have MGM Caesars. We have these different companies, but there's no like one, uh, like one competitive league or anything that everybody plays in. Yeah. I mean, WSOP is the closest to that. No, like they're definitely one of the, yeah. I mean, they're probably one of, if not the biggest brand, maybe alongside poker stars. The idea is that if somebody who's outside of poker, the person that they would know of first is Daniel Negreanu yeah. because he's on Masterclass, mm-hmm. you know, like if he's got you, the most followers on Twitter, if you watched anything on ESPN, like scrolling through and poker was on, like mm-hmm. you know, you would see Daniel. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, it's like, I don't really have, I don't, I don't know if I have a point to any of it. I just find it interesting because like, what is an ambassador exactly? It's like, somebody who makes the thing look its best. It's not somebody who just. But wha- how do you decide what, like, what is best exactly? Well, in today's society, it's like what's most polite ruffles the least amount of feathers. Is that though? Is that true? Unless you're Kim Kardashian. Well, there you go. What about, uh, what's her name? Uh, Cardi B. Oh, because of like songs like WAP? Yeah. She did WAP? Yeah. um, But I guess the same thing. When you, you don't, what would you put Cardi B in though? It's a little bit different. Like you wouldn't say when you think of a female musician, you think of Cardi B because there's so many. But why wouldn't you, right? Because like she's out there like hustling and getting her money and you know, enriching herself and getting the power and living her best life. Yeah, but she's not not the only one. Like, Sure, I know. Cardi B is as well known as Megan Thee Stallion, as well known as Katy Mm -hmm. Perry. Okay, you don't know (laughs) her. But you know what I mean? Like, if you're just talking female, it's like comparing Chance the Rapper to another rapper. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, is there, like, what is best, you know? Like, by who's whose eyes determines like what's that's best. what i mean i think it's just in periods past it's mm-hmm. like who's the most I agree with that polite doesn't ruffle feathers but makes this thing appealing right because mm-hmm. if somebody invited you to a party where everybody is already drunk like there's nothing interesting there's nothing pulling you to that party right or if somebody uh, invited you as a dude to a party with like or other dudes, it's hardly going to draw you. But if yeah. you're like, yo, dude, there's girls at this party, <laughs> you're more likely to try and go to that party. Now. Sure. So I think it's what makes people feel the most comfortable is the ambassador. Hmm. So Daniel was always regarded as a person. It's not like some people don't like you know, people like Phil Hellmuth, but we've known Phil Hellmuth has never been this like sweet, polite. Phil, Phil's already always sure. just said whatever he wanted. Well, I think uh, I think uh, another aspect of it is the fact that before um, 
you had to play the game, the polite game, because the way the media worked is that all the eyeballs were on television and they weren't allowed certain things. You know, you couldn't swear on TV Hmm. um, due to like regulations as well as the advertisers that were going to be associated with the product and what sort of products, what sort of content that they wanted to be associated with. So do you think people, maybe Daniel was always inside wanting to swear, but because of the... If I had to guess, it would be a couple of different things. Let's I mean, guess. I don't want to get Let's into just <laughs> guess. <laughs> well, I think like his parents were around before, especially his mom. And he had a real close relationship with his mom. Oh, she, she's passed on now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, like, I don't want, there's, I, I still think about like, what would my parents think if I put like something out on the vlog or something? Okay. You know? Yeah. So maybe that's, thing. again, I'm, I'm not trying to dig too deep in Daniel's <laughs> mind, but it's possible. So and there's I that. Think growing older too just less fucks given well the other thing that's another thing he has fuck you money mm. so he can literally do whatever the hell he wants to do in life and be fine mm. um and then the other thing is the way media works now you don't have to rely on uh espn yeah or cbs or whoever's airing the poker mm. um you can just have a youtube channel and a twitter account and get your message out whatever message that is and you're not gonna have to watch your mouth well let us know listeners of tell's podcast what do you think <laughs> let us know what do you think get inside it, daniel's get mind. inside daniel's mind let <laughs> us know what you think has been the change in daniel's life presentation, presentation. to the world sure i'd like to know what you think uh we received a message from 571 Hey, Andrew, enjoying the show more and more. The LASIK procedure description was gross and scary, but glad you're doing great. (laughs) Most importantly, thanks for doing your part and staying safe. Miss your poker content, but I'm sure that that'll come back one day. Stay safe. And Woosie, thanks for being so delightful and funny. Keep it coming. I'm funny. And delightful. Delightful. Funny. Funny. <laughs> you are funny. You're funny. Uh, uh, content will be back. 518, is that correct? 571. 571. <laughs> so far off. <laughs> I got the first number right. Uh, yeah, poker stuff come back. LASIK appears to be a complete success. Went in for my one-week update, um, one-week checkup, whatever it's called, yesterday. And the doctor said the flap heals in how long? A day, basically. Magic. So I think I was wrong. Eye magic. I think I was wrong about it being like a scalpel even. I think it's <laughs> I think it's that part is a laser as well. Like a handheld really? laser. Ooh. Yeah. So I think I was wrong so about it like slicing into your eye. Burning. I, I think so. Ooh. But they lift the flap. Well, they they said he said it used to be a knife, but he says now it's a laser. Oh, okay. Well, thank but you yeah, for they, clearing it up. But yes, they lift the flap. They're still getting in there and slicing and dicing. From three one four we got hi Andrew and Boosie. Just testing the Tells text number. LOL. Cheers. My <laughs> response was, you got the right number. So uh, send us a message. Yeah, fire Let away. Let us know about what you think about Daniel. Daniel's thoughts. Daniel's presentation. Daniel mm-hmm. as the poker ambassador. So from last week, oh, we asked a question on what is it going to be? Burial, cremation, or composting 
And Tim says he heard about a service where they press your remains into a vinyl record with music of your choice. That's that cool. seems pretty cool. Yeah, that seems great. What genre of music would you have? What if you accidentally dropped the record though and it <laughs> smashed, <laughs> or you scratched it on the record player? <laughs> Um. <laughs> what genre of music would you have? Uh, probably rock. Ooh. Go to my roots, my rock roots. Yeah, but you're dead. What music would you want me to listen to? Hmm. You like some rock. I mean, you like Muse. Yeah, but I wouldn't listen to it as often. I mean, well, I, I think we should like, just do it. I don't want you to be all depressed, just playing me all the time. You got to go live <laughs> your life. Live your life, girl. What if you what if you put me on while you were making love to somebody else? <laughs> okay. And the guy had no idea. <laughs> and I got the last laugh. <laughs> okay. Andrew. I don't uh, know. It's a weird thought. It is a very <laughs> weird thought, but maybe if you make me a vinyl of I mean, yourself. I mean, I want it to be something that's like fun, not like sad and depressing. No, yeah, and it doesn't have to be sad, but mm-hmm. I would think that you would play either music that we both enjoyed. You'd one music that we both enjoyed you'd, you'd put me on that song at last <laughs> at last i'm gone out of your <laughs> life that's what you would do i'd put you at a james yeah uh harold said it's cremation and ed said i told my wife to send me to a taxidermist and have me stuffed so she can put me out at halloween in costume to scare the kids nice. coming by the house she was not a fan of that suggestion <laughs> I like that. I think okay. that was a, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. I mean, if, imagine even if you did that for your family, they could see you forever. Like your kids' kids. So weird. <laughs> Quite weird. All right. I think that is all we have time for on this episode of Tell's Podcast. If mm-hmm. you like this episode, please give us a like if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Share it with your friends. And uh, if you are listening on audio, you can write to us or text us. Our email is hello at tellspodcast.com. And if you'd like to call us, leave us a voice message. It is 702-690-9299. Perhaps if we hadn't given the option to text, we would only get voice messages. Hmm. Did I screw that up by giving a text option? No, nah, we would probably just get nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. Call any? us, text us, whatever you prefer. Do you have any... No pressure. <laughs> Do you have any final words, thoughts? No. Are you going to go and sit with your emotions? Also no. Okay. All right. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>